0: Hello and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who wanna be among the very best in this field. You wanna accomplish great things. You wanna challenge yourself. You wanna grow and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. If you're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark.
1: Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having a great, Great day, hope you're having an epic day. Is your year off to an epic start? Are you making it epic? All right, Um, okay, I have mentioned this on the last two episodes of the podcast, your time is running out. Um, You can bring me into your organization. You can bring me in. All right, we're doing uh, some strategic fundraising workshops, putting these on the calendar. We're gonna be emailing out some dates where you can book one of these. But as a listener of the podcast, you can skip to the front of the line um, if you're interested in bringing me into your organization. All right, this is where first step, we're gonna get on a call together. I'm gonna uh, send you an assessment. I'm gonna get some some data from you uh, just so I can figure out where we're starting from. Then I'm, then I'm gonna fly to you or drive to you if you're closer. But the goal is always that I come in, We we spend the first evening together, we have dinner, we get things rolling. And then the next day, we are in your office and we are digging in on the issues. So if you're interested, shoot me an email, clark at fundraiser.com That's clark at Fundraiser.com. All right. So you know how many times this has happened in my life How many times has this this happened to you, right? Someone finds out that you're a fundraiser. You're at a party, an event, and someone finds out that you are a fundraiser. And now, okay, they either want you to raise money. (laughs) Maybe they want you to raise money for them. Or they just want advice. How do I raise money? I got started in fundraising as a 19 year old college student. I had stuff I wanted to do and that stuff cost money. I was a bit of an activist, a world changer, or at least an aspiring one. And I started asking people for money. So what I want to do on the podcast today, I want to share some advice I'd share with anyone who asked me for advice on how to raise money. All right. And this is the same advice I would give anyone, whether you're a high school student trying to raise thousand dollars to go on a missions trip, or you're the founder of an organization that needs to raise a million dollars to build a new building, or you're a major gifts officer of an institution. I, this is the advice I would give. You could be asking for gifts of $25 or a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or a million dollars. And I'm telling you, the process is the exact same. The stuff you do with a person who's about to give $100 is the same stuff you do with the person who's about to give a million. I'd also encourage you to go back. All right. Go back and listen to episode number 76 of the podcast where I interview Monica on this topic. Um, This is how Monica and I started dating. All right, married 19 years this June, started dating by helping her raise money. Because I have some experience with big gifts. Sometimes when I talk with people about fundraising, um, they think this only works with big donors, all right? And I have a lot of experience with big gifts and people tend to associate me with big gifts. But this is the exact same stuff Monica and I were doing together 20 plus years ago. This is the stuff Monica did to raise money, to move to Ireland for a year, to work with a small church. She was moving for a year. And she was getting $25 and $100 gifts, maybe $1,000 gift, maybe $100 a month, doing the exact same stuff. So here's what I want you to do. All right, I want you to make a list of all the people who you could talk to about supporting your cause. All right, so just make a list, make a list of everyone that you could talk to about supporting your cause. I want you to then, I want you to, I want you to give all these people a score, ooh. I want you to score them based upon three criteria. All right, what are are the three criteria? The first is their cultivatable interest. Do do they have an interest in what you're doing in general? And do you have an ability to cultivate that interest? All right. Uh, The second thing is their financial capacity. Do they have the financial capacity to give? Uh, And third, their philanthropic disposition, right? Some people are givers. Some people get high on giving, all right? Is this person a giver? Do they love to give? All right. So you're, you're just going to give all these people all these people who you could possibly talk with about supporting your cause. You're gonna make a list of all of them. You're gonna rank those people based on those three criteria. And then I want you to go about winning their hearts. Don't even think about raising money, just win their hearts, get them emotionally invested in and excited about your work. And if you do that, I promise you, you will raise money then. All right. Then, all right. If you just do that, you're going to raise money. Then when people give, I want you to thank them like crazy. I want you to go nuts with your thanks. All right. Years ago, I was involved in a study question was, uh, it was a question on on donor retention. Why did people who gave one gift to an organization not give a second gift to an organization? All right. And, And it's like why? Number one answer we got back wasn't that they weren't thanked properly, or they didn't know how their gifts made an impact or anything like that. The number one reason, someone who gave one gift to an organization didn't give a second was that they didn't remember giving in the first place. So your very first job is to make it impossible for anyone to ever say that. We don't want anyone to ever give to your organization to be able to say they didn't remember giving in the first place. So go, so just be passionate, tell your story, talk about what you're doing. Talk about what your vision is and then thank them. Think them like crazy. Go hog wild. All right. And when you ask for gifts, all right, and when people give to you, remember that you are making this is what you're doing. When you when you ask someone for money, and someone gives you money, that is a spiritual transaction. All right, it's not about money, it's about mission. Vision, relationship. That money is just an outgrowth, is just an outgrowth. It's what comes next after you've won the donor's heart. So there's this little book that I love. It's about 50 pages. Can you can you call something that's 50 pages a book? It's called A Spirituality of Fundraising by Henry Nowen. Do you know this name? Um, yeah, if, if you know the name of Henry Nowen, he wrote a book on fundraising, or at least could we call it a treatise? All right, here's Henry Nowen. Um, fundraising is precisely the opposite of begging. When we seek to raise funds, we are not saying, we're not saying, please, could you help us out? Because lately it's been hard. Rather, we are declaring, we have a vision, That is amazing and exciting. You're not asking people to give you money. You don't have needs. You don't need their money. The people you serve have needs. You have the vision. You want to change the world. And you are inviting your donors to participate with you in this. We all want to be a part of things that matter. We all want to matter. As a father I want to know my work as a father matters, as a donor. I want to know that I'm making a difference. And it's not about helping an organization. It's about vision, changing the world. All right. And in that sense, the organization and the donors are partners. All right. I have never liked the word donor. I use it all the time. I don't like it. Because it implies that the person is simply giving, like they, they just give. So someone else, so someone else can do, um, a better term is partner. That we are partners in this shared vision that we are all wrapped up in this together. And when we don't, when we do not view our donors as partners, when there's not this sense that we are all wrapped up in this mission together. All right, Henry Nowen, he he writes that, okay, here's the line. We will be cut off from our donors because we will find ourselves begging for money and they will find themselves merely handing us a check. Uh, I've gotten a few of those, uh, they, they don't feel good. I that's not, that's not the work I want to do begging for money and a donor merely handing me a check. I don't want their check. I want their heart. All right. Sure. If I, if I get their heart, the check will be bigger. All right. But. We're not tricking people into this. Like this isn't a system you follow. And if you can do that, you get their heart and then you get their money. All right. First, you have to love your donor. I've had fundraisers, by the way, tell me they uh, have gotten too close to their donor. They've gotten so close that they can no longer ask for a gift. And I do not get that. My goal is that the donor will get more joy out of giving a gift than anything else they could do with their money. That they are going to love giving this gift. All right, Henry Nouwen talks about uh, how them giving a gift should be good for them spiritually. Like what a threshold. Are you, are you willing to set that threshold for yourself? So when you think about preparing to ask a donor for a gift, all right, okay, again, Henry Nowen, he writes that we truly believe that if their gift is good only for us who receive it, it is not fundraising in the spiritual sense. If we believe that their gift is good only for us who receive it, It is not fundraising in the spiritual sense. Our approach should be, as a fundraiser, your approach should be, I will take your money and invest it in this vision only if it is good for you. Like taking their money should be good for them. All right, this is why I hate the word donor. All right, donors are giving. All right. Um, but it's not me figuring out how I can get something out of someone. I want partners, people who are on a journey with me, that we have this shared vision and we are in it together. So when I ask for money, I ask for money standing up. Okay, not literally. I don't like sitting Some right? Uh, I don't stand up in someone's living room, but figuratively, I I can be proud of who I am and what I do. I can ask for money standing up, not bowing down. Because we are not begging. I believe in what I am about. I believe that I have something to offer. So a good fundraiser is not begging for money. A good fundraiser, without apology, is inviting people on a journey and to invest in a vision. And it's not about the money. All right, let me say it again. It's about the heart. All right, sometimes I get the sense that there are people out there who think fundraising is nothing more than trying to trick rich people out of their money. What a low view of fundraising. And how sad. All right, how sad is it to look at someone only as a wallet with a human attached? Give me your money is a low view of fundraising. If you adopt this view of fundraising, you have a low view of your donors and you will soon have a low view of yourself. The spiritual view of fundraising is about the journey, about being wrapped up together in a shared mission, a shared vision, and we don't beg for money and they don't just hand us a check. All right. Beware the fundraiser, beware the fundraiser who tells you it's just money, because that's all they want, your money. All right, don't be that fundraiser. Again, all right, I've got the book right here, The Treatise. Fundraising must always aim to create new, lasting relationships. I know people whose lives center around the friendships they find in churches, monasteries, service organizations. These people visit or volunteer, and it is in these settings that they find nurture and support. If these people have money, they will give it, but that is not the point. When compared to the new freedom and new friends in a new communion... The money is the least interesting thing. Money, it's the least interesting part. It's just the outgrowth. It's the next thing. You have my heart. The money follows. All right. As I often say, our money is just our life energy stored up in financial currency. All right. It's not just money, but the money is the easy part. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Of course, there's more advice I could give about getting started than fundraising. But I would do this first. Afterwards, there, I'd run one of our many campaigns, social media component an email sequence. But those campaigns are built on a foundation of vision that is shared with friends and partners. So start by sharing your vision, building relationships, interest capacity philanthropic disposition all right you got questions comments need help shoot me an email clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com that's clark at fundraiser.com. thanks so much for listening have a great day
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. Monica here again. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our workshops and how you can bring Clark into your organization for a day or two workshop where he works directly with you and your team in your office. If you're benefiting from these podcasts, imagine how much more you could accomplish with Clark spending a couple days in your office. You can book a strategic development workshop with Clark, This all starts with Clark getting together on a long call with you, either over the phone or video conference. He's gonna dig in, he's gonna find out who you are, what your organization's about, what challenges you face, and just where you're at in general. Then he's gonna provide a written development report. This report is something that you could give to your boss or your board. It's a professional outside assessment of where your organization is at. And that call is really important because Clark wants to know where you are so that when he comes in, he can spend his time addressing the issues that are most pertinent to you and where you guys are as an organization. So Clark's going to travel to you. He's going to get on a flight. He's going to come out to wherever you are and spend some time with you and your team. There's a real synergy that happens during these workshops. Everybody's on the same page. They're hearing the same message. They're starting to talk in the same vocabulary. It's really powerful. And you know, when Clark first got started in fundraising, he was fortunate to have access to really great training. He went to professional seminars led by the best fundraising coaches of their time, but still he would leave and get back to his office and be back in the trenches. And even after having all that great training, when it was time to actually get back to work, He felt a little bit lost. There were doubts that crept in. How do I make this relevant to me? Then the organization he worked for hired one of those speakers, one of those coaches who was leading the seminars, to come to their office and coach them directly. They did this multiple times, and it was amazing. Clark got to spend some time with Gerald Panis. If you know him, you know how amazing he was at fundraising. And he got to travel with... Jerry and meet with donors. Jerry became a mentor to Clark, and that meant so much to his career because Jerry was the best fundraising coach of his time. Hands down, he was a legend. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago, but he lived to be 89 and he was full of life to the end. Still, of course, it's very sad that Jerry is gone. But I think Clark is the Jerry Panis of this next generation. He has a letter from Jerry and it was written on clark's behalf to a university president and he wrote clark knows how to manage people he works effectively with volunteers and board members he knows every aspect aspect of fundraising and operating a development office best of all he loves asking for gifts he's a star i can't recommend these in-house workshops enough they're a shot in the arm for your organization, and you'll be so inspired. But not just inspired, you're going to feel motivated and equipped to take on the world. To find out more about these workshops, email me at monica at Major Gifts Fundraiser. That's monica, M-O-N-I-C-A, at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Thanks for listening.